Anyway, we've got the Tunnel Palladium, so... Uh, yeah, the Tunnel Palladium, <coughs> which won't mean a lot to the people out there, but it means a lot to us. I'm not going to It was um, one of the first alternative comedy venues that was set up by accident, really. Um, what actually happened was the Great Show Legs, the, tri- the Mad Cat Trio that I was in, <laughs> had decided somewhere around about 1983 to split up. And, um, Why have you decided to split up? Just basically was fed up with bumping up and down motorways. Um, myself and Martin both had steady relationships. Steady-ish. <laughs> um, there have been various other members of the group. There's always myself and Martin, so plus various other ones. Um, but what we, we did every year anyway, we always did a, what we called the Great Show Legs pub crawl. We did one in the winter around about Christmas time and one in the summer. And this was our Christmas pub crawl and what we did, we selected uh, four or five local South East London pubs where we're going to give a show for free. Um, just to um, keep in with it how we started because at this stage we were going out and doing quite the, the biggest places, like 58 and stuff. But we thought we'd stick with that. And one of these pubs was a pub called the Mitre, which is about 50 yards away from Blackwall Tunnel, which goes up <coughs> under the Thames. And it was a Sunday night. Uh, we put the show on, unfortunately we couldn't give it for free because the landlord insisted that as part of his licence he had to charge something to get in, so I think they charged two or three quid, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we did the show and there's packed about 300 people in there. And then the very next Sunday I went back, which was after our last performance, and um, it was a, as I said it was a Sunday, and uh, there was a heavy metal band on with um, about four people in the audience, they were just friends of the band. So I said, well, last week we were there, and there were 200 people, and what's going on? He said, and so the, the person who was the rock promoter there, a called Steve Black, suggested that I run a comedy club there. Very quickly as well, we started on about the second week in January, I think, 1983, 1984. And so I very quickly booked it up and made some flyers, and the thing was an instant success as far as numbers were um, concerned. And on the first week, we had a group called Skimp Video, and we were a three-piece then, and um, after that night, that quickly became a two-piece, that actually had a row on stage. We had um, Steve Bowditch, Tom Perrin, and, and a character called Wilbert, John Hegley, and Ronnie Golden. Anyway, the next week, Steve Bowditch um, couldn't do the compare, but he didn't tell me till today, so I decided I'll be the compare. And I became the compare of the Tunnel Club from 1984, every Sunday regularly until about 1989, so five years every Sunday. I even came back down from, flew back down from Edinburgh to do some Sundays. And it was a breeding ground for lots of people like Harry Enfield, Joe Brand, um, I was playing there, Nigel Planer, he was already established by then. Um, Phil Cole did his first London gig there. And many, many more, who I should think of when I look at my diary. <laughs> Started in '83. I think it must have started in '83. No, it wasn't. No, 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 it was '84. It was generally the first Sunday, 1984, in my diary. It says New Year's Day. Breath and I was on my way back from nurse's party. 39, just under. <laughs> <laughs> How was the day it started? Well, it started opening the tunnel club. There it is, generally the 8th, 1984. Ronnie Golden, Scrimpy Leo, and Fiasco Job Job. Who there again? That was Arthur Smith and Phil Nice. Going on to the next week, that was it. We're out to confirm it. 
And then we had John Hagley and the politicians at Potter Mosby. £25. Everyone got £25. No, John Hagley and the politicians got £120. Yeah. It was quite a big payment in those days. It was the second week. Right. And then the amazing Mr. Smith, really? Wild Girls, and JJ Waller. I thought you'd even then hear Mr. Baby with something. Just to see if there's any. Oh, Norman Lovett, Arnold Brown, Nick Webber, and Paul Merton. £30. Paul Merton. Paul Merton got £30. Paul Merton got £30 on January the 29th, Sunday, January the 29th, 1984. <laughs> Nigel Planer got £50 on February. Tuesday, February the 7th. Oh no, it's a telephone line to play, that's all right. Uh, anyway, that's, that's... Was there anyone who would have been perfect for the talent who you could never get? Um, I mean, not Frank Sinatra, but someone who actually worked. <laughs> yes, I'd actually say... Why would he not do it? He was too big for it then. Yeah. Um, all that got ripped mail. The only one out of the young ones who would did it was Nigel Plainer. And he did it uh, in the month that he had a number one hit with Hole in the Shirt. And there were people coming all trying to get him through the windows and all sorts. But the tunnel became known, but I don't know why, for its hard audience. It was like the Glasgow Empire of the South. I think possibly for where it was in the South East London, who don't suffer falls gladly, to say the least. And um, it got known for its heckling, at which point I can put down my. Heckling stories, which were just mentioned on the tape, as Jim Tabray, yeah, yeah. Noel James, Joe Brand, Tropical Fish. Tropical Fish? Tropical Fish, that was a good heckle, which you've never known before. What's, what's Tropical Fish? Oh, there are two uh, double acts whose names got lost in the mist of the time, somehow, and part of that was wearing red Indian headdresses. When I started that, and I put the headdresses on, about to beat the bongos, and then one of the regular heckers in the audience just said, oh, I'm out one, you've got a couple of tropical fish on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a quote somewhere, one of the posters in uh, Up the Creek, uh, how long would Hitler survive the tunnel, Radio 4, is that true? It was, yeah, that was on some kaleidoscope oh. nonsense. <laughs> so what did they say? They, they've been to this famous open spot, the, the main department heckler was the thing called the open spot, which is where... Um, people are trying out material or um, perhaps haven't been on stage before or whatever and it's never fails to amaze me how many people are keen to do this I still get to this day about at least 10 calls a week for people coming <coughs> out um, which Madame Poulet on the hook that won't say I'll just say that and then uh, I'll link up and you get all sorts like Jimbo was another one is there a ton of tunnel? He didn't do the tunnel, but he's, ah. this is a new place. What was the, the best open spot of the tunnel? Well, the best or worst? So yeah. The best open spot was Phil Cole. And was that his first time? Yeah, it was his first, not his first actual London gig, because he must have done the clubs, but it was his first alternative London gig. And it was from there that he got discovered and got his TV series and went on to where he's become today. Um, the worst, I think, was the tap dance in Swede. <laughs> what was that at? He, he was Swedish and he had the most piercing blue eyes I've ever seen. And he decided he had a tap dance in that, but unfortunately the, the stage at the tunnel was fully carpeted. <laughs> it was about the only place it was. And, uh, so he's come on and he's got the tails on and the whole thing is immaculate. 
we've got this banking table to, 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 to tap. And he started tapping, of course, an old dealer, and he's doing all the smiling things within me, and they just sort of um, cab for the suite and all this sort of thing. <laughs> and he went up. And to this day, people still shout out one another acts. It's going down particularly badly. Bring back the Swede. 